take a toke on my slip nose, pass him around. We breaking jewels off the crown like fossils out the ground. Hold it down, who controlling the sound? The MC Elijah Divine, you know me by now. So take a toke on my slip nose, pass him around. Breaking jewels off the crown like fossils out the ground. Hold it down, who controlling the sound? The MC Elijah Divine, you know me by now. Yeah. Welcome to our first episode of Spliff Notes. I'm your host, Evan Taylor, here with my beautiful co-host, Miss Black Blonde. Hello, hello. And welcome to our first episode. So a little bit about Spliff Notes. Um, it's a podcast between me and my roommate, uh, Black Blondes. We grew up together um, here in Dallas, Texas. We were neighbors since uh, early high school. Um, for me, freshman year, I think her sophomore year. And we've just kind of uh, grown up together. We went off to graduated high school, went off to college, Texas Tech. And from there, we were roommates and came back, uh, moved back to Dallas. And here we are still again, roommates. And we just kind of decided to do a podcast to kind of just teach everybody, talk to everybody about our um, living in your 20s, kind of navigating life, the highs and the lows. Um, we kind of named it Spliff Notes because we... Uh, partake in uh, marijuana and uh, that's kind of one thing I think that's kind of brought us uh, closer together a bond we have our intellectual talks uh, with that so um, you want to tell people a little bit about yourself oh well about myself 25 years old um, like Ty said met each other in high school we lived together in, we lived in, together in college a little bit and now we live together now um, a lot of people initially think it's weird living with a guy, mm. especially for me dating. When I tell guys, "Oh yeah, I live with a guy," and their first reaction is like intimidation, and then you can kind of see their chest pump, and they're like, "You live with a guy? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Y'all fucking?" That's like the second question, and then the third one is, "Is he gay?" And then I'm just like, "No, I think you kind of have to just see our dynamic mm-hmm. to get it." And as soon as they see the dynamic, then it's like oh okay i get it it's more like a brother sister kind of thing like no we've never had sex no we never will it's kind of incestual Mm -hmm. at this point because we've known each other for so long and we're just so close so just to put that out there because i think a lot of people are like boy and girls living together and like no it's really not the case actually it's not for everyone but it definitely worked out for us also Mm -hmm. i think if you can just live with a guy that's a respectful respectable guy that you know kind of open-minded and respects women i think anyone can kind of do it but those men are kind of far and in between (laughs) and isn't like a sexual creep because then you have those guys Mm -hmm. too but i think everyone kind of has their platonic guy best friend and kind of have to think would you ever live with them and in in ty's case we definitely could but we've known each other you know 10 plus years Mm. whereas i think a lot of other people could probably also live with their guy best friend but they probably think they couldn't but um you know, it's a millennial thing moving moving forward, changing definitely de- changing the narrative of men and women living together, cohabitating in a mm. non sexual environment. So I think that's kind of what makes us different, especially with this podcast, because we can give you definitely. a female and male perspective of a lot of issues, especially with us living together. Mm-hmm. We've really gotten to balance that out. So it's pretty cool, pretty different. Um, anything you'd like to add to that? Um, no, yeah, like she said, just kinda um being able to hear kind of both sides of living uh, living together, being roommates, kind of seeing, like I said, navigating through, just getting into our 20s, going into our early 30s, how we want our lives to be, the things we've experienced, our philosophies, our high philosophies, as I like to call it. Um, just, like I said, kind of seeing, seeing, what, seeing what works, what doesn't work, kind of talking through um, 
issues uh, within like black community, um, politics, religions. We'll touch on a lot of different topics throughout the podcast. Yeah, it's definitely one of those reality checks in life. You think life is this way, then you find that it's this way. Mm-hmm. You see that maybe your parents really didn't set you up for a lot of stuff. And I mean, parenting is hard, but they really didn't set us up for a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. And you kind of learn it as you go, putting yourself out there, launching yourself, um, trial and error, a lot of things. Adulting is hard. And it's it's like, it's not fun, but at the same time, it is fun. Yeah, It's weird. It's like, it has those moments where it's like, oh, I love being an adult. And then it's like, you get those bills and it's like, <laughs> oh, I wish I was a kid again. It's it's crazy. It's a roller coaster of emotions being an adult. Um, but one stride at a time, for sure, mm. for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, on that note, I guess we can go ahead and get started with our first segment, which is Hot Topics. And Hot Topics is kind of just our um, our touch on current events, news, entertainment, um, just kind of things that are happening in um, our culture and our world. Uh, we can do, Our first topic is Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats. Um, kind of their, I guess, uh, co-parenting, co-existing with uh, Swiss Beats' ex-wife. Uh, so I guess I guess the rumor kind of started. Everybody was always saying that Alicia Keys kind of stole Swiss Beats away, and that kind of gave Alicia Keys a bad rap. Probably ruined her career. I think I'm not it, gonna lie, she hasn't had an album since then. It's true, and then you I know she went crazy album. and stopped wearing makeup, and which is all fine. But you know, it just it kind of happened after that whole. Um, apparently, they went back and forth on social media on Twitter before. Oh really? Um, like subtweeting each other, but like we kind of knew who it was, but it was, mm-hmm. um, but I think they ended up in an interview just kind of saying how they've, uh, grown. Yeah. She wrote a book about yes. it. So that's why they've been kind of publicizing how awesome they get, al- uh, get along. They went to Egypt together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just always hanging out. The kids love each other. Everything is like so copacetic now, whereas it wasn't a couple years ago. And I guess her book is about the journey of, um, how they got to this place Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because i was just at barnes and noble like an hour ago and her book is like front and center in this little shelf i don't know if it's selling because there's other books there it's like new releases yeah and i want to say i'm not sure what the book is called i can look it up real quick but i think it's called like cohabitating or something let me see coexisting that's really good i think they're i feel like they're kind of going after their um whole will and jada they're kind of piggybacking off of that just showing Mm -hmm. that you can still kind of co habitat co like, if you're able to still raise your child um and still be able like say and kind of put your differences aside and like you know what i'm happy now moving on with my life you're happy moving on with your life we still got xyz to get together handle and do but we can kind of leave it at that so the book is called blended um a book on co-parenting mm-hmm. and getting along with your ex-husband who moved on to a new wife i want to say this is like his third baby mama I think he had a kid before her, had her, mm-hmm. oh, well, then, and yeah, then yeah. had, you know, then, you know, is happily in love with Alicia Keys and moving on. And being a, a wife, an ex-wife, mm-hmm. it has to be hard to see your husband move on so quickly to a new wife, start a new family, to another light-skinned woman, another yeah, singer where your singing career failed, your marriage failed. She's still not married. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see your, your husband marrying the success. Everything you probably thought you wanted to be and couldn't be and then probably giving her more maybe not even not even that he is or he isn't but just giving her more yeah. than you would you probably feel like he gave you or putting more in a relationship because he's older now he's wiser mm-hmm. and it's funny because i always thought is like it would be weird to that be like 
Of course, you know she was singing Alicia Keys song. She never thought that girl would be her. Like, oh, of course, her not. Her of course not. Like, and then, why? I think they were just like, separated. Like they weren't even officially divorced. I mm-hmm. think they had so just, then that means he was so it's even fucking harder. y'all both so, at the same time. And not even that. Point. That means he wasn't really trying to work on his marriage mm-hmm. and he had like, already moved just on. Fix it. He had already moved on. Mm-hmm. And not saying that's even bad because that shit happens. And men statistically move on first in the relationship. Mm-hmm. They're first to leave the relationship, start new, start a family, get married first. Then the women. And not even saying that that's healthy or that's better but men are just quicker because they don't necessarily internalize emotions and think about it and deal with it they just kind of go 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 and it kind of starts to hit them later on mm-hmm. because i think even swiss beats was like okay like he came back and realized okay maybe i didn't handle the divorce as well as yeah. i could have i didn't really care about her feelings i just wanted to get out um this is all cool and i think it's cute mm-hmm. but i'm really actually not really for this cohabitating bullshit i think that the whole thing is complete bullshit I really do. The, wait, with them or just like in general? In general. I mean, okay. I guess if you are in this situation, I think this can maybe work for you. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it can work for you. Even if you forget, forgive and forget, I just think this is just completely bullshit to me because mm-hmm. then there's like three reasons why I think it. One, if the woman were to get pregnant and, and leave or like just even move on and move on start a new family first mm-hmm. or she had cheated or if it was her doing of the relationship ending dissolving would a man be so willing to cohabitate with her new lover mm-hmm. her, or the guy that he cheated on with to me i think this is can this be placed on the other foot can this can it be done for women and it's like once again he, there's this narrative of men you know having their women and having mm-hmm. them in line having them get along another reason i don't think this can work is Okay, this works well for y'all because y'all are rich as fuck. Mm-hmm. Y'all are taken care of. Swiss Beats is taking care of both of y'all. Y'all really ain't got nothing to complain about. Yeah. Now, if this was to be put in a regular setting with regular people bringing in regular income and the man can only take care of one household, mm-hmm. take care of one family, which is the one he moved on from, start uh, starting a new family, that's mm-hmm. the one he's spending the most time with. This man works, what, 60 hours a week? Is he going to be able to go back and forth, spend as much money, pay your bills, like Swiss Beats does, does this for you? Mm-hmm. No. So even in this, this seems completely, in a way, unrealistic. It seems like it could only... Sure, you can get along personally. Oh, you know, I, I like his new wife and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in a way, if the marriage ended messy, how realistically, how realistic can this, can this work? And also, I feel it's like, uh, as though it's another excuse for black for the black culture um dis- dismissing like working on marriage working on your marriage or you know mm-hmm. having multiple baby mamas or um women just picking black women just or just women in general picking shitty men mm-hmm. i think that should be more of the topic like instead of writing a book about cohabitating which i guess is a realistic realistic nature you know not all relationship works but let's write a book about you know how do you make a relationship work how can these black men be better husbands to the one that they're with how can all these this work instead of constantly having this narrative of black people having to cohabitate like you mm-hmm. said will smith it's in so many black cultures so many black relationships with single mothers or single women um having to cohabitate with their baby mamas and it's like at what point are we going to hold these men yeah. res- accountable instead of saying well let me just get along for the sake of this because like i said two niggas ain't gonna get along and you wouldn't even dare expect it from mm. them but from women it's like kind of that that sister how sister wife narrative get along for the sake of the family mm. they're so quick to put that but it's like would would men get along if it was on the other foot Probably not. They wouldn't even care to. They wouldn't even mm-hmm. have a conversation with you about it. It would just be, it is what it is. That's your new nigga. That's your life. Move on. So, I mean, it's admirable, but it's not necessarily realistic. 
I think. But what works for them works for them. So that's great. But mm-hmm. realistically, could you put this in everyone's daily life? I, I don't think and so. And I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it's a bad thing because I think every like coming from a situation, I had a um a step parent, um, and just seeing kind of him dealing with his baby mama, uh was like I say it, things would have been easier if everybody would have been able to get along or just been able to like say to me be adults at a situation because it's just like at the end of the day when you have a child with somebody both of y'all love the child ultimately mm-hmm. so and you want what's best for the child so to me it's easier for you to like get along be able to get along with the new wife the new let's like, say even though it, it ended messy and it, like, i'm not saying everybody has to jump into it and it does take time mm-hmm. but i think since we since in the black community we do have a problem with marriage mar- yeah and people land their seeds all over at the bare minimum get like you say i think it, i think we should preach that to both sides because i mm-hmm. think like you say i think definitely it would it is a hell of a lot harder for a man it's to a get along standard. with that man however as we put everything on the black woman's back it's just one of those things that it's just like i i'd rather celebrate it because they are getting along versus having these baby mamas be going at it back and forth and you have the man sitting back here just watching them feud and these women don't even know each other. The only the mm-hmm. only thing they have in common is you. Yet the man will sit back and and let them scrap it out and mm-hmm. not even. We've seen it on Love and Hip Hop with multiple reality shows where let's say the man Every is reality just show. <laughs> sitting looking while his two baby mamas are two the new girl and it's just like let's say not that I'm saying y'all have to be friends and let's say and if it did end messy of course it takes time. However, let's say when you have a kid, I think that's the that should be y'all's most important. And not, and not, like I said, they're, like you said, they, they're rich. So they take it to the extreme of taking trips. I'm not saying y'all got to take trips, but it's like, if your kid is playing soccer, y'all could both go to the soccer game mm-hmm. with y'all's families. And listen, y'all ain't got to sit by each other, but I'm just like, y'all can still, at the end of the game, when y'all are celebrating with the kid, y'all can both be around and then not, not be awkward. Because I always felt, as like a kid, being awkward when my real dad was with my step-parent and mom. And it was just like, that was weird. But, you know, I think it's... It's, I guess, it's growing. I guess my whole thing is um, how much of a role did Swiss Beats... I haven't read the book, by the way, but yeah. I, pro- I don't even know if I will, but how much does a, of a role does Swiss Beats have in helping them get along, or did these women do it themselves? Because like you That's said, there's true. this double standard where the men will let you fight. Mm-hmm. They will let you not get along. They don't mm-hmm. help. They don't help the situation. Sometimes they make it worse. It's true. But also, and like you said, and that's, I think that's a thing of in being, in, uh, being a black man. That's the black thing that we we can't... Control we feel your like baby mama. We, we, type yeah, shit. and we feel like we can't get along with other is 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 pause. Don't don't try to get along with another man. And it's like white men would never. It would be very easy for white men to cohabitate with another. Once they moved on, it's very easy for them to go back and be this is my new wife, this is your name, we go on trips and cause it's very it, it's very unrealistic, I think, was, well, is what we're saying for black. Well, look, cause you know why? Because and it's easy for like I said, it's easy for Swiss Beats and his little family, his little sister wife mm-hmm. family. Because at the end of the day, I won't be mad. I'm going to cohabitate yeah, with whoever pays true. my motherfucking bills. <laughs> if you paying my bills, nigga, we are the best of friends. The mm-hmm. problem is these men, a lot of times, mm-hmm. aren't helping the ex-wife. They at leave, all, they leave all, these course. women for their new families. Mm-hmm. They're taking care of their new families. They're putting down, they're spending more time with their, their new kid. Mm-hmm. They're more established or whatever time has passed, so they got better jobs. Whatever the case is, and they leave their ex high and dry. So those women are bitter. They are angry. It's but true. when you have a case where... These women are everything is taken care of. What y'all really got to fight about? Mm-hmm. What true. you really got to fight about? That's oh, true. he don't love you me no more. He probably never loved you to begin with. But if you want to put it, but at the same time, I, I guess I can't say that because let's okay, let's look at Kevin Hart and yeah. Aniko's situation. His wives do not get along. But at the same time, he straight cheated on his first wife mm-hmm. real bad, mm-hmm. and then moved on to his second wife, cheated on her while she uh-huh. was pregnant. So this nigga just ain't shit. And it's like 
this is all his fault. Yeah. Yet you expect them to get along, mm-hmm. and he's not mm-hmm. helping them get along when That's it's true. all his fault. That's what I'm saying. At some point, these men, it can't be, oh, baby moms don't get along. No, these men have to take yeah. accountability, and we uh-huh. have to give them accountability uh-huh. and set up boundaries for, hey, you created this mess. You need to yeah, fix you need it. To take it. Yeah, you need true. to fix it. It's so true. it's like, I guess I can't even say it's money because, no. At the end of the day, these men are fucking up, and we're <laughs> allowing them, and then they're like, why can't y'all just get along? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if... His baby mama and Nico had cheated on him after she was pregnant. Uh-huh. Would he be getting along with her new mm-hmm. nigga? No, no. But it's in the, not yes, but it wouldn't even be in that stance because who are the kids predominantly with? The kids are predominantly with the woman, so it's like you would never. It's it's unrealistic to even say that baby daddies would get along because baby dads are never there. Mm-hmm. They're never to get. They're so never they should, there. It should be enough, easier so. for them to get along. Shit, they got more time. They, they never meet. They usually never meet. Those the thing mm-hmm. because they never even. Usually a baby daddy is like, that was my old nigga. I've already moved on to my new mm-hmm. nigga. Like, but my baby, the first baby daddy is not even. He's life. not in the like. Yeah, so not it's not. A, that's why it's not expected. That's why. But I, I guess I'm talking in, in the case like, where the baby daddy is present, like Kevin Hart. Oh yeah, case. true, true. They've been they've been doing this shit for a long time. He's been mm-hmm. with her for a minute. It's true. He didn't look. And like, I think and I think let's say they don't get along. But the thing is, they they don't ever let it affect their kids. But I think uh, it has to affect your kids. If your mama on social media. Uh, beefing with your ex, <laughs> it has to, or your daddy drop you off and it's like, oh, oh, I ain't trying to talk to your mama. Just drop mm, you off and skirt, true. skirt out the way. Like I don't think I think Swiss Beast drops off his kid and is like still yeah. talks. Like, like they're still mm-hmm. cool. Like I don't think Kevin Hart does that. He doesn't. I mean, no, their their mm-hmm. wives don't speak. That's why I'm like, I think the biggest part of this whole cohabitating thing and coexisting together with your ex wife and your new wife, and especially when there was a, after a bitter breakup, mm-hmm. it takes the man to do it. I think I guess my whole narrative is stop putting it on these women to yeah. get along. Stop making them. You guys need to be friends. You guys need to be sister wives. If the man is not pushing for this relationship and showing mm-hmm. them, hey, this, this, and this, and I'm, I'm forg- and asking for forgiveness on both sides, then I'm not going to expect, because I don't know, I, I could just see how hard it is yeah. to get along with that. Even if how nice the baby mama is, you, it's up to the man, really, to, to, to right his wrong. Yeah. For sure. It's true. It's true. Um, our next kind of uh, topic would be um, the Kovanoff being our Supreme Court judge. Kavanaugh, um, <laughs> <sound> like that. <laughs> Kanav, <laughs> whatever. How do you say the man's name? But he was accused of sexually assaulting um, women back in his past. It was just a messy whole situation. But they said it was a slim chance or a slim uh, vote that he made it in. However, he is in Donald Trump's little pocket. Once again, so, pushing the narrative that women's rights don't matter. Definitely. Grabbing pussies. That whole administration just grabbing pussies. The whole administration. And it's okay. And it's very, um, even kind of bouncing off of the Bill Cosby thing, which we've kind of talked about. Um, just how everybody is. Let's say, I think to me, rapes, in a rape situation or sexual assault um, is always, like I said, we kind of brush it under the men are okay. Men can always have that. Well, women lie. Well, well, but it's like the handful of women that are lying. I doubt are really there's still a bigger pool of women that have been sexually assaulted yeah, or sexually harassed. Or, it's so is it's so prevalent. It's common. You can't have a room of five girls and not one of them be yes, harassed. Yes. So for you to say, oh, women are just lying all the time. Well, rape and sexual assault happens yes. literally all the time. How many friends do you know that it's happened to? Mm-hmm. Or you, or you don't know it's happened to know, and has it, just happened. Or go better yet, go ask your mom, go ask your sister, go ask your grandma. How many times somebody has? 
like I said, it maybe even not sexually assaulted them because I think assault is different than harassed. But even but even being harassed is still like it's just like it, it, that leads into sexual. I mean, assault. girls can't even go to the gas station at night without feeling safe. They can't go to most places so, at night without feeling safe. To me, it's just still, so it's, yeah, it's still pushing this agenda of. Your rights don't matter mm-hmm. if you didn't speak up soon enough. And it even don't the reason, matter. the whole reason they even wanted this man in office is to because, let's say, the, the big topics that they're uh, and ideologies that they're trying to bring up now are against women's rights. So mm-hmm. you're trying to uh, take away Planned Parenthood. That's the biggest. Yeah, um, isn't that ironic that that's his first agenda? That's his take, first agenda to take away Planned Parenthood. Just, FBI happened to not find anything in this week long investigation and they but, only had a week it was a timed investigation you have this amount of time if you don't find nothing worth it, it yeah, when matter. you have people like bill cosby who's how long has he been on 2004. trial for years it he's been years on tra- to years to find yet they've rushed it because like i said they have an agenda because trump is already was this his second year he's already had when we're already i guess and i would say the last quarter of the year so he's going into his third year so he definitely needed his little friend to go ahead and push his like I said, agendas and but you know this whole um, administration, like we said, it's, it's just a joke. it's a joke. And also, this pushes the Republican narrative. So if he well, he did win. Now the Senate is mostly Republican. Mm-hmm. So now they can push push their mm-hmm. agenda easily because they're. I mean, they have the bigger vote. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives the Republicans an edge. And Trump put him in office. Stating, you know, basically saying, hey, especially since I got you through this damn fuckery mm-hmm. of an investigation yes. that we did now, see coming. Oh, you definitely owe me. So don't be surprised when all these. Um, conservative left-wing uh, I said left-wing right-wing ideologies mm-hmm. get pushed and get pushed swiftly because the, his whole point of getting getting coming on in, in um in the senate was so he can push what he wanted yeah to push his agenda and now it's easier and faster because now they hold the senate rule the mm-hmm. supreme court rule and so it's just it's just more pushing the the left the right I keep mixing my um political spectrum up mm-hmm. but just just pushing their agendas even more, which is just so fucked up, and it's just fucked up that the first case is abortion. The first, yeah, the, fir- the first. Very first so it would have been cool if okay, he okay, you know, you got away with it, whatever he did it or not, whatever it was in the past. It would have been so cool if he got an offense. He was like, you know what, my first agenda is to really push women's rights, mm-hmm. to really push, you know, their voices being heard, to push a, a law helping with sexual assault cases, and to really push this agenda. But no, but to he's do doing that, exactly but to do that, you would you would need do. to even see that what you were doing is wrong. Is wrong. Facts. So that's the, the the first thing is like why would you even defend something that you don't even think exists? Mm-hmm. Listen, until and I we've uh talked about this before that I think uh, until white women can stand up and decide that cuz people there again they're trying to put on the black woman to stand everybody's like, "Oh, uh Oprah should run, Michelle Obama should run." Why is it that we're still leaning on the black woman to still say, hey, she needs to do something about it because this isn't right. When it's like white women have voted for Trump, they voted for these Yet now they're and not not to discredit the Me Too movement, but it's just like oh, so now y'all are Me Too movements, but y'all weren't Me Too movements when this nigga was running for office, when he was just blatantly shouting out which women, multiple women have come out and said that he's they mm-hmm. felt a certain way with Donald Trump or with around the people that he's put in office, the people that he's put in position. Yet here we are supporting another, uh, yeah, another person who's let's say now it's about to be our. Supreme Court, the one of the highest offices you can hold, it's just a, the whole administration is just a joke. It's just in, in leading into our next topic. Uh, oh, I just wanted to add um, one more thing to that. Um, mm-hmm. The whole political agenda for white women, because you said you know this is white women kind of have to yes. hold something. 
and the reason why they're saying Michelle Obama, Oprah, black women are seen as strong. Mm-hmm. We're seen as the problem fixers. I mean, we pick up our black man, we mm-hmm. pick up our black culture. Mm-hmm. Black women hold the most degrees. They're just seen as fighters. Whereas media has kind of pushed this agenda that white women are weak. Yeah, you know, they're the housewives. They're the they're the submissive ones. They're the one, and it and it sucks that it's like playing out that way in terms of the it, Hillary it situation. It really is. It in terms really of is. The Kovanaugh situation. It's like, at what point are y'all gonna stop giving into this? media pushing that white women are weak yes. when i mean they just i mean i'm not gonna say white women are weak because no absolutely definitely ridiculous, yeah because they're making strides but just as I much think, yeah because i mean the whole feminist movement was pushed had to have it. They had to have by they angry a white, white women, women. yes yeah, so. yeah so it's just like so for some reason this this era that we're in white women have really really almost taken a lot of steps back politically to where mm-hmm. their voices are not being heard mm-hmm. their voices are not being taken seriously because me too or not a lot of people still think me too is a joke and none yes, of those people that have been convicted for or that have been accused mm-hmm. of sexual assault in the me too movement have been convicted it's like mm-hmm. we heard their names yeah, yeah. and then it got quiet i mean and then it was like bill cosby is this face of it because he's a black man mm-hmm. and I think it did have to do with race. I'm I glad def- yeah, Bill definitely. Clinton is, I mean, I said Bill Clinton, Bill Cosby's in jail for yeah, sure. Definitely, definitely. But it did get spearheaded because he was in, because he's a black mm-hmm. man. And, mm-hmm. um, because there's no reason, granted this case has been going on since 2004, there's no reason why Weinstein wasn't, he should have been a bigger face yeah. than Our president Cosby, has knew, came out and said, I grabbed, I grabbed pussy. pussy. And he thinks it's a joke. And even the comments that he would make about mm-hmm. Hillary were mm-hmm. extremely Sexist. Even, Sexist the, even the and comments even he made about the Kavanaugh case with that uh, that woman speaking up and sharing her story, which mm-hmm. is incredibly sad, incredibly devastating. He was not emotionally sensitive at all or in understanding at all. Once again, pushing the narrative that white women are weak and yes. white women need to stay in their place. Like it's just so crazy how white women have accepted the role of being submissive. submissive. Very, very much. It's crazy very because much unlike most any other race, it's crazy, yes. and I don't understand why. They're okay with playing with this media agenda, mm. this Republican uh, right conservative agenda of, of a man controlling weak. your life, of yes. him telling you what to do with your body, what to yes. do with your money, what to do. With, and you they're can't completely work. okay you, with it. To the I'm point just like, where do y'all want to go not back to go go like not get degrees anymore? Do they're, y'all not want to like y'all already make less than men? Y'all already is like y'all don't host many places. I feel like even in conversations, it's just like what does the woman got to say? Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's not even taken seriously. In a, like I say, I talked to so many white men who laughed at the idea of Hillary even running, laughed her way through the campaign, and are still laughing that she Yeah, didn't but win. let a black man laugh about Miss Obama or Oprah running. Nigga, what? You better yes, shut the hell the up. Whole, you better respect yes, your mama. Yes, that's the, yeah. the, the black woman is the matriarch of the community. Of the this, community. And I feel like white women really need to step it up. Yes, or even... Get, let's say, get, get, behind, get behind us. Yes, get join us. Do something. Because this shit that they making y'all seem real weak as fuck. And I don't understand why y'all okay with it. Because mm. that shit is sorry and it's sad. Terrible. I'm drinking wines. So I'm getting my little, I'm getting real passionate about yes, this. Yes, because I'm like this. a feminist and I'm a black feminist. And I just feel like we're. it's just more passion. And I just, I don't know. Do better. Got to. Got let's to. go on to the next topic. Because I can literally talk about women's rights for an eternity. For eternity. If... That she is literally, you know, the picture of the girl with the muscle. This is black blonde. This is me. It's I am pro famous. girl, pro woman, pro all that. But you know, we have it. We that are, is we my are, we agenda. We are feminist. And we are a feminist asshole. So, so, so if you don't like women. women's rights, if you're not pushing, I guess no one necessarily don't like. Actually, no, people don't no, like women's yeah, rights. As seen by the Kavanaugh <laughs> case, you can't even tell me people are against that shit. People, I mean, white women are against women's rights. It's crazy. Clearly, it's crazy. clearly. So. 
Yeah, clearly voting for Trump. Damn, y'all don't like it. I guess they're okay. They said, you know what? These bills getting paid. Child, they accepted it because they said we ain't got to work. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You know what? why are we? Why do we want to go to school? Why do we want to go? We like being nurses and assistants, and we don't want to run and nothing. Secretaries, it's ridiculous. The, on the whole politics thing, crazy. I don't know. Well, you know what they gotta do? To, if they gotta kill, if when Republicans start killing a few dogs and cats, you are gonna see white women marching in the streets because yes, you know they love their that's, animals. That's when they'll finally. You know they love their pets, child. Hey, we're we're we've we're, had enough. We were done. We're, we're done. Come on, white women are strong too. Mm-hmm. That sounds weird to say, but they are. It <laughs> sounds really weird to say because you usually, you know, black women are strong. Yes, you Latino know, women are feisty. Yeah, but it's like, what are white women? Mm-hmm. They're quiet. Mm-hmm. It's like, even like even when black men date white women, it's like. What do they always say? Oh, they're quiet. Uh-huh. They, yeah, I can do whatever. You know, I can do whatever. They don't be getting on my nerves. Yeah. They're quiet. Nigga, shut up. Terrible. Our next crazy kook kind of leading to the political things. MAGA supporter, crazy Kanye West, who we have. the Ty's favorite has. artist of all time. We have dismissed him oh, for from the community. <laughs> we have dismissed him. We just missed him. I feel like yes and, like and no. We, we make excuses for it. And like I said, to me, I just can't get behind somebody who supports... Trump, because he he, you literally are supporting somebody who is who openly like okay, say let's say Trump doesn't necessarily go out and just say racist blaming things, mm-hmm. but there he uh, there are entities that are supporting him that are working against him uh, in to why let's into working let's say they're working against black people and it's just like to me as being Kanye is being black, there's no way you can support somebody who's working against um, who's working against. This is who's they're supported by things that are working against us, mm-hmm. like the KKK. You can't say you can't wear a MAGA hat and it's like make America great when these are these are literally companies and uh, businesses organizations that are saying we openly don't like black folks and uh, we're gonna give you money, Trump, to do X Y Z. So it's just let's say to me, Kanye is. He's dismissed. I, I'm kind of over Forever? him. Forever? Or are you going to wait till he apologizes and drops a good album and then bring him back in? I would say to me, I, th- and that, and I was having this conversation earlier uh, with one of our friends um, about how just kind of the lack of like, as black as a black culture or a black community, we really don't um, kind of, we, 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 we make excuses for things we, we, or we let stuff slide, just like the NFL thing. So I've been boycotting the NFL this um, year. Let's have more of my Cowboys jersey. I have not watched any games or try to avoid the bars and um, just going in outings around uh, the NFL because to me there is there literally is something wrong with it and by something not by let's say uh, by us still uh, watching it still going oh it's okay oh I only let's say if we were to, as, a, as black people if we were to stop watching the NFL we will make an impact the black dollar counts like we clearly can make it's the biggest dollar we it, clearly we make we can make strides so I don't understand to me like once we by doing that by letting Kanye get away with stuff like that and then coming back like you said saying and listening to his album and doing XYZ or buying his shoes it's just like we're supporting the we're still we're, we're it's in that the, the same that mentality of they said it's okay because it's not happening to me yeah, but we got and at the same time we feel obligated to hold him up because at the end of the day he is a black man and we it's have true to and yeah we don't want to tear yeah we don't want to tear a black man down but yeah but at the same time nigga there's consequences for your actions definitely and my whole problem with Kanye is that I don't take anything he does seriously he's one of the greatest artists of our of our time definitely definitely made a great not impact the best on. rapper ever I mean 
He's creative. He changed the narrative mm-hmm. that, you know, black men don't have to be thugs. Mm-hmm. You don't to have to rappers, sack yeah. to be rappers. Definitely. He came in, pulled his pants up, collared mm-hmm. shirt, changed the fucking game. My Beautiful Doctors of Fantasy was one of the best albums ever. Graduation, yes. college job. I mean, the list goes on. This man is a fucking genius. He's written and produced for everyone. I love the old Kanye. I mean, who doesn't? But this new Kanye yeah. is now a troll. He's now a Kardashian. I mean, he recently deleted his Instagram and Twitter after his album got pushed back. So it just so, it just mm-hmm. comes to show you that... After it was announced by his wife. Yeah, like, it's, you know, it comes to show you that, okay, this whole mega hat, Kaepernick shirt, um, walking around recording half your face, just being loud as fuck for no reason, your weak-ass uh, SNL performance. Which was terrible. That was fucking weird. Terrible. This, the, the song with Lil Pump that's about whores, which is, I mean, you come on. You're you married, have a daughter, two be, daughters. You would think you'd be more sensitive. And a wife. Yeah. And with a family of girls. You'd think I you'd mean, be more sensitive because you're married to a, a woman whose sex tape was forcefully put out there and you're singing about hoes mm. you have two daughters you're married to a woman that has nothing but sisters like you said, he's Do you doing it for the being... antics he's doing yeah it he's the doing it for the antics and the whole thing like, is it comes to antics. a point it comes to a point where it's just like when do we stop and say you know let's like, enough is enough let's like, say with this whole nfl thing and it's just like stop stop watching the nfl for a week for a week, see Let's if see they don't happens. make a change. Um, uh, we'll see nothing but black commercials. Yeah, well, yes, <laughs> definitely. Even uh, or even the players say you're not showing up to the every black NFL player. Stop showing up to a game. See what they do. See what they say. And if, they say they they can't go on. They can't continue it because we are. They they listen. They want to be us. They want to be like us. They to me, it's come to a point you really can't even be racist. Be, or you can be racist, but it's just like. It's fake racism because how can you be racist when you work next to somebody black? You your favorite player is black. You listen to black music. Oh, you can still you be racist. Definitely Our still, hot. definitely still be racist, but it's just like you're you're not even true racist like you think you are. You're not even mm-hmm. you're, to me even even them are more prejudiced because mm-hmm. like I said your president was black. Your everyone on TV is black. You they say you might not directly there. Of course, there are places that people don't see black people, but it's just like at the end of the day, like I said. It, 98% of men watch some sporting event. 98% of those sporting events, a black person is playing it. So, therefore, I'm just like, I mean, it's still, I think it's, it's still the systematic stereotypes, and we'll definitely have this as a topic on the show. I feel show. like the biggest thing but, is that we have to stop looking at, I mean, it's hard to say this because the black community, the people who, who are voiced publicly, Unlike white people, seem to be entertainers, seem to be rappers of course, and of athletes. So we look for them to kind of like push our black agenda mm-hmm. to to speak in, mm-hmm. on behalf of us. But my biggest thing is we have to stop looking at entertainers to speak yes, for the black idols. community. Yeah. These people are not educated. They Barely do not know high how to, school. They do not know how to communicate. They have not studied mm-hmm. these. They do not care. They're too mm-hmm. busy. They're jet lagged. They're on drugs. They're entertainers. They are not political. Um, political mm-hmm. people and it's we true. have to stop telling Kanye what do you think about this and then be mad when he supports Trump I mean at the end of the day you can support Trump that's your narrative I don't yeah, give a yeah, fuck whatever. it just hurts us because we've put you on this pedestal that mm. we never should have put you on mm-hmm. so I don't even blame Kanye I blame ourselves we have to look for more black people who are mm-hmm. in politics, who are in those higher places, who are running nonprofit organizations, who are teachers, professors, mm-hmm. intellectuals. We need to look for them to help speak because one, they know mm-hmm. how to speak. Two, they it's, know what the fuck they're true, talking about. It's true, but as but we I think it's how do we how do we get access to those? Our inter, for so long with the, before social media, I think our, our entertainment was our way of seeing how how do you see these people? Because like I said, they're of course they're like we the black narratives. doctors and black lawyers. Because cha- you can't say there's no black intellectuals. There's no black. I mean, no, Neil definitely. Patrick, uh, yeah, definitely. Got, yeah, no. We need to we need to stop. We need to 
I saw Neil Patrick, Neil, whatever his name is, the guy from the Cosmos. Um, yeah. There's so, no, but there's so many. I mean, I was at Barnes and Noble and so many black authors who are so it's smart. Yeah, but the media different. doesn't, or even when you're watching CNN, when they have those black uh, mm-hmm. political analysts come on and talk, yeah. we should be looking for putting, pushing those more, like the yeah. shade rooms should be pushing them more. Yeah. Stop asking yeah, political, like yeah. stop asking, asking, I would even rather you ask an an actor yeah the actors seem to be more like you said at the end of the day Kanye's a rapper and it's he's just like music, what, yeah. what, what we have, would you ask me goes are what we, the fuck yeah. they are think about are we surprised you like, don't make no sense are we surprised you don't know how to true. communicate with the true. fuck he's saying and a lot of times Kanye don't even be too far wrong sometimes I kind of get where he's going with a lot of stuff but he doesn't know how to communicate he doesn't speak precisely so no. as a race if we want to stop with this back and forth mm-hmm. stop putting celebrities as our political spokesperson because they're not it's true they're not that's not their that's not their thing it's true. On that note, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Like the last track you just heard? Check out Rapper Taylor's debut self-entitled album, Taylor, streaming on Apple Music. We be doing something different tonight. Got your body on my body, have you feeling all right? If you All right, we're back with Spliff Notes with your host, Evan Taylor, and my roommate, Black Blondes. We're going to jump into our next segment, uh, which is Hotbox. And Hotbox is kind of going to be our, um, it's our main topic of the show, which will, uh, every week, we'll kind of um, decide on a topic and kind of just kind of expound on that, kind of give our um, our views, our thoughts on it. Um, we'll bring on um, guests to kind of give their spiel on it. Uh, but yeah, we're kind of going to jump right in. This week's topic is... Failure to launch. So, um, remember that comedy flick starring Matthew McConaughey? It was about a 35-year-old man who lived with his parents. At that time, it was great comedic, comedic relief. Um, fast forward 10 years later to now. Though the idea of millennials living at home has gone from social stigma, like if you're 30 years old and living at home, you're a fucking... Um, you're a fucking bum. You're a loser. Um, that social stigma has pushed to sort of a social trend. Today, it seems that everyone's doing the whole failure to launch movement. Um, according to a recent Pew analysis, adults from the ages 18 to 34 are likely are more likely to be living at home with their parents than to have any other living arrangement. In fact, for the first time ever, moving in with parental unit is the most common young adult living arrangement, a phenomenon that has never been recorded before. Um, this is such a big phenomenon that it's actually called the boomerang generation. You get it? Boomerang, you come right back. Um, it can be attributed to many reasons. It includes economic costs, um, you know, Housing is high as fuck. Getting a job is hard. Uh, tough, a tough labor market, which is getting a job. Mm-hmm. Free housing and laundry. Everyone loves that. Um, postponement, postponement in marriage and buying a home. We are getting married at a way older age. Um, so there's no need to like, you know, to go on and then mm-hmm. split the bills with your wire for whatever the hell. Um, and a social shift where millennials tend to stretch out the walk to full adult independence. We are delaying basically being full on adults. Whatever the reason, if you're one of the many millennials living with mom and dad, there are um, a number of ways that maybe we can help or others can help. On the other hand, there may be times when living at home is not helpful because 
what I've seen from my perspective is that a lot of niggas are being cuddled. Is that the word? Not cuddled. Coddled. Um. Coddled. I can never say it in my African <laughs> ass. Coddled by their parents and they're getting way too fucking comfortable. Where life is, especially in your 20s, is not about being comfortable. It's about getting your ass out there and working hard. And not that not saying that they're not even working hard if you live at home, but just being uncomfortable and kind of like putting yourself at, out there and kind of you know failing a little bit to mm-hmm. learn so um i can i have a few statistics here that i thought were a little bit interesting texas on the amount of millennials that live at home i think it was a list of 20 mm-hmm. texas is number seven on that list with 10.8 percent of every uh 10.8 percent of millennials that um move back home which doesn't seem like a lot but if you're counting it in terms of millions yeah, that's 10 10.8 is millions of people so it's basically a thousand per every ten thousand. so yeah, yeah so for every ten thousand millennials a thousand uh almost almost two thousand live at home in texas mm. um uh what, what else do i have to say with this 22.5 millennials translate to about 12 million young adults nationwide living at home um this has increased by a lot a lot i think it went from like six percent to 20 percent within the last couple of years um and they a lot of factors include this which rent being really high getting a job is really high mm-hmm. um just everything else and parents are just more i guess understanding now they can kind of afford to house you a little bit but at what point is it too much i mean i know 30 year olds that still live at home yeah that's definitely was taboo but it's also weird though because when you look at other countries like i remember when i went to nigeria all my uncles and aunts and stuff or my cousins they're 30 35 they all live at home and it's yeah, nothing that's, it's, it's, it's a nothing thing, and even in europeans uh community in the in europeans like in spain and stuff mm-hmm. it's not taboo to be over 30 or you know in your late 20s and still living at home mm-hmm. and it's crazy because those countries have a higher quality of life they're less stressed out they don't work as many hours mm-hmm. i think it's crazy to work yeah, six seven days a week um, it's normal for uh, people to get go off and get married and their parents or like and then to continue living, living with, with their, their parents. Their parents so and is the it, siblings, everybody be in the house, it'd be twelve people in the house. Exactly. But. So is it taboo or are we saying are we not raising our our millennials to be prepared for adulthood? I think it go. It's a little bit of both. Um, we moved out on our uh, like I said. We as soon as we turned eighteen, 18. graduated, we went off to college. So that kind of forces you to grow. So I think that's where the whole like going out and getting on your being on your own kind of comes from. Is mm-hmm. as soon as you graduate high school, you you're to expected to go to college. Therefore, you expect to stay in a dorm, kind of you know transition from a dorm to an apartment to, to you know living life. on your own, mm-hmm. living on your own. So. I think it's it's kind of a it kind of forces you to to move out, which it should, it should. Let's say I think me going off to college and going and living in a dorm, it, it taught me how to you know survive on my own, buy my own uh, toiletries, buy my own necessities when I needed food. Teaches you the, it, the it real cost you, of a dollar. Yeah, and <laughs> how to really kind of just live on your own to be in a being being how learning how to be in an adult. Yeah, navigating in the credit card, paying rent on yeah. time. We we paid our own rent in college, which a lot of people did not do. A lot of people did. A lot do. of our friends did not pay their own. Rent. Yeah, and it also translates to the people that kind of didn't pay their own rent in college. Yeah, so you've always had something to. It seems to be somewhere the, to yeah, stay or the somewhere people, to yeah. afford for you to stay. The people that didn't pay their own rent in college, personally speaking, also are still living at home. Definitely still live at home. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think a lot of people who did pay their own rent are not living at Mm -hmm. home. Because it's like, well, I'm already doing Mm -hmm. it. I already know what to do. I already know how hard I need to work and how to set up my finances. And And a lot of people try to use the the reasoning for not living with people. Well, oh, I can't live with anybody because I'm just this, this, this. Oh, having a roommate? I'm just, yeah, living with... Because like I said, one of the biggest things we've come to in this short time I've seen in my life is... It is expensive and it is hard out here. Let's say rent is expensive. Rent is extremely high. I would say higher than it's ever been. Medical um, bills on get sick now. Yeah. Being a millennial and getting sick. Getting into your expensive. late 20s. Uh, we're in our mid 20s, but getting into um, your late 20s and getting kicked off your parents' uh, insurance and let's say kind of just having to finally be able to balance everything of let's say rent and personal life and fun money and then still kind of investing in your dream and mm-hmm. and uh, paying your loans paying your loans off car notes we've acquired a lot of debt in a short amount of time a short amount of time so it definitely is hard and like I said, and I think if you have those parents who are able to give you that step after you graduate I let's say I think you get a year after you graduate my parents always told me I could have came back I stayed Two weeks before our apartment here uh, in Dallas was ready, um, before like moving back on my own after graduating, but it was kind of that. It was just I always just kind of failed. My parents kind of just taught us that you gotta. It's once you, to me, once you leave, why you want to come back? You gotta leave the nest. You gotta fly. Yeah, because because that nest when I come back now, I'm a grown up bird trying to fit in the nest that's already got other birds in it and other little birds in it, like with my siblings. So it's like I can't fit because they say I'm doing my own. I've already been spreading my wings in my own nest. Now I can't come back home. My biggest thing is I think the biggest thing is. People that live at home, they go to save money. I mean, you save so much money. Yeah, of course. That's you spend the goal, thousands right? of That's dollars a year Let's paying see. for rent. The goal is to save money, but I I feel like if you're living at home after college, especially if you're living at home for multiple years, so three to five years, a lot of times people are still, you know, finishing grad school, which is great. Um Still in school, still yeah. trying to trying different jobs out, doing different things. But yeah, most people, it takes time to get a job. Yeah, but most people don't save money. Most people, like I know people that are traveling like crazy, which is awesome. Yes. But still, you're not setting yourself up. You're not doing what you said you're gonna do. They're traveling like crazy. Hair stay mm-hmm, done. Mm-hmm. Outfits are on point. Gucci this, Louis that. So yeah, it's like, what are you? Balenciagas, and it's like that's all fine and dandy. And like I'm not saying you shouldn't treat yourself because you work hard for your money. Regardless, however, or not, yeah, however. There is there does come a time where it's like okay maybe you're not buying a, a apartment or a house but you're buying the furniture so when you do move out your yeah. house is decked out in everything that you wanted it to be yeah every like, and 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 the thing is you can still go out and splurge and spend your money and still save money too that's the thing like so I think they'd be saving for a pair of red bottoms a pair of Balenciagas yeah. a pair of, a trip going to, to Paris London yes, Tokyo and it's like where who do you think you are first of all you get there and you. You stunting and living life on Instagram and Snapchat like you big shit, but yet you yet you won't snap your day to day when your mama's yelling at you to uh, get your laundry out the washer to clean your room (laughs) to clean your room still cooking for you. My whole thing is, what does that do to your sex life? I feel like if I lived out, I'm Nigerian, so you know my parents want me to stay at home until a a man comes and marries me and save me from them and take me out on some. Rapunzel shit, whatever that princess was that was yeah. stuck at home. But it's like I, my sex life would be fucking dead. Like, how do you even, date? Even sex life, even dating life. To me, yeah, it's just how like, how do you, do you where are you hanging out with? And you ain't got your own spot. You, you and date a, we both ain't got our own spot. Yeah. So we're pimp house. Well, no, one of my friends was like, oh, you just date a girl that doesn't live at home, or you date a guy that doesn't live at home, and it's like, so you so want me to first, pay my bills? Yeah, but, but so, that, is that, so is that our bills. first question when we were at the bar? 
Hey, so um, you got your own place. You got your own place because at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. We no, I live in my home, no, so. It's, uh, yeah. So it's like, and it's cool living home. Like I said, you're saving money, but as yeah, soon as you come home. out to your parents' house, either you are buying a home mm-hmm. because realistically, you can save. You're living at home for three to five years. You can save enough to buy, or a your home. loans better be paid your off. Your loans are paid off. You uh, you ain't got no debt. Type you ain't got shit. no debt. Like, you're not. Or your apartment, because I know one of our friends. He lived at home for a year moved on uh, uh moved into his home place had amazing furniture mm-hmm. because he had, was buying furniture yeah and, and was able to acquire it by the time he did yeah move. and then was able to live comfortably for the next like six months because he had everything mm-hmm. stacked up but at the same time i see but most people are not saving mm-hmm. they're spending more on different things they've mm-hmm. accumulated more bills because it's like oh let me Get my hair done more often. Let me yeah, get in this because subscription. I have that. Because, and I think, let's let say me get that's a, a message nice to our car. parents. Let me... that stop coddling these kids and stop taking care of... I think this is the biggest, highest generation of parents Coddled that want to be... Yeah, yeah or, or parents that want to be... Um, their best friends. Their, their kids' friends, yeah. Because they said, the thing is, it wasn't okay for our parents to do that in their parents' household because they made it uncomfortable as fuck for them to leave. Like, and now look at them. Beating on them. or the, Everybody's heard their horror stories of how their parents lived and how just like, you look at your grandparents like, what? They're so old and nice. Like, they would never... But they were literally, like, most of them were living in poverty. Most of them were, didn't have a lot of money. Most of them, let's say, it, that was when the uh, alcohol and drugs, and they really didn't know all the research so that they, they did now. they had to survive. So they were just, let's say, on these things and acting out. And they were, let's say, kids, they definitely, the things that our parents and grandparents experienced definitely wouldn't fly now. So it's like. It's a privileged generation. We're definitely privileged. So and why are you living baby. at home if we're more privileged in the past? I mean, then again, maybe that is the consequence so. of the privilege. I think so. Your parents are more privileged. Yeah. They, they want to because Because they've always said, my parents always told us, but we're going to, we're, we're, we're nicer than our parents were. Like, so my parents never really, um, like spanked us or whooped us. We had a few whoopings and I think, you know, just when your kids, but, um, they were in the generation of more, our parents are in their forties still. So they're more, I consider them the, the, top top end of millennials i think they're like generation x or y or some shit but uh they're very um open to a lot more than they're more liberal i would say and i think that has to do with just their age um so they were in that age of like we're not going to spank our kids as much that's you know that we're going to be understanding gonna it's be, more talking to your kids and understanding democratic style of parenting yeah. whether instead of like authoritative my parents are super authoritative they're not cool as they're at all mm. they're conservative they're left i mean they're right they're again messing that up but, um, yeah, so no, I think though, if you live at, I think my biggest problem, I think it's cool if you live at home, if you have those kind of parents, I don't have the kind of parents, my parents but are I don't even out. think it's that cool because at, you, at the end of the day, you should be uncomfortable. Yeah, you shouldn't be comfortable. Because the thing is, you if you live with them, if you're, if you're a, 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 let's say it would be weird if you and your husband were to have a, at a let's say at a certain age they say because they're starting out people do have you know a third roommate when they're married still that's not un- uncommon but if you and your husband are 40 50 and y'all still got a roommate that's weird right because that, <laughs> so that's weird yeah, for you to move back with a grown-up man and a woman even though you're your parents yeah. that's yeah. still weird to be walking around in your towel and your dad see you man or woman because i'm a grown man and my dad shouldn't see me vice versa you're a grown woman your dad shouldn't still see you in no towel because yeah you're like, basically a roommate you, you're yes, a roommate living for yes. free and that's the thing is the parents, people don't be paying bills like they be that's saying what to I was me gonna say. you gotta split and it's not a not even paying bills because you're my kid if you're living at home i'm talking about you hopping in on this mortgage you hopping in on every bill because at the end of the day that's what you're gonna have to do when you get out right yeah, so just to set you I'm up. Setting, yeah, I'm setting, yeah, I'm setting you up. Better yet, people, you're a grown ass adult in my house. You big as fuck. You finna be contributing to this. So to me, I at do least expect get groceries. I expect put gas in the car. Something nice. The minimum I expect you to have groceries and food because you in here this bitch eating. When you were in college, or if you had went off to college, you would have been making your own food, right? But some people so be therefore, like, 
my parents are, are just blessed. Don't be mad because I got nice parents that provide. Yeah. Don't be mad because I get along with my parents. Don't be mad because my parents are cool. And I don't what think do you it, say to that? I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a bad because listen, me and my parents have a great relationship, even better relationship now that I don't live with them mm-hmm. because now we can go meet and do our thing and then go back to our own space because we're just we're I'm, I'm a grown up now I'm do I do my own I have my own household the way I like to run things they vice versa and I respect their the way that they run things their things that I mm-hmm. do and I their lifestyle I live a very single man lifestyle and I can't live that when you have a family and they have kids that they're trying to raise living with a bachelor it's just not respectful let's like, say you I can't be you can't be it, it's weird to let's like, say no matter how cool your parents are drinking and smoking and fucking in their house is just not acceptable. You got to move out and do your own thing if you're trying to be doing that, which most people still be trying to live like they still, they still yeah, in like it's co- like, college. Yeah, or like in that college mentality, like, oh, well, my parents are cool, so they're going to drink. It's I don't care that your parents are cool with it. It's a respect thing. It's like I shouldn't be, you shouldn't be having people. To me, I shouldn't, when I come home as a parent, I don't want to see you and your friends, your grown-ass nigga friends in my house lounging on my shit, smoking weed in my house, drinking all my shit. Like, it's just like... Do that at your own Bring house. Bring your little hoes. Do that, yeah, do that at your own house. I don't care if you do that at your own house because it's like out of sight, out of mind type thing. And you're a grown. No, you pay your bills. You I can't yeah, yeah, do what you want. That's your house. Because to me, when my parents come to our apartment, they're respectful of my house because, and vice versa, how I should be respectful of theirs because they ain't paying nothing in here. At the end of the day, I'm their child. But you know, they ain't paying no bills in this house. And I can, you can exit the stage left. So. My biggest thing is, I don't care if you live at home. I totally get it. Shit's expensive. Life is hard enough. It I is, get it. it. But if you live at home, if you are not in school, mm-hmm. if you are not saving money, if you've mm-hmm. lived at home for more than three years, yes, because so that's, that's all it takes. Because when you want to, and I say three years, because when you rent a house or when you rent an apartment, mm-hmm. you have a three-year uh, renter's history. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying a, getting a new apartment, they're going to be like, you don't have any renter's history, you can't live here. A lot of people it's don't true. know that. So I say three years, and if you don't pay not a goddamn bill in your house, and if your parents are still feeding you, you on a daily, 000. on a daily, you're a, you're not shit. You're mm-hmm. low key. Setting yourself up to be a bum. Yes, yes. You're a bum. And then no, and then it's funny because then we get out. They get out in this real world, and then they be expecting why they can't when they when they do get these jobs, and the people be just spazzing out and acting crazy, and they have depression and anxiety. Not that those things don't exist, but they get these things because they don't know how to handle real life situations. After after graduate, what is it? After, after college gra- depression. Yeah, after after depression, after grad is, depression. You better go get this goddamn yeah, you money. Get, this, get run to the check, run to the bag. Yeah, always secure. To the me, bag. I guess for the people that live at home um, and don't want to live with roommates, cause I think if you don't want to, if obviously the cost of living by yourself is extremely expensive, unless you have this mm. high paying job. And even if you have a really really high paying job, I feel like money can go elsewhere besides a super super yeah, nice because, apartment. Yeah, yeah, of course. But definitely living with a roommate like me and Ty decided to do is a huge cost mm-hmm, saver. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't want to do that. And to me, why I'm just don't like, people want to do that? I don't understand, especially when it's just like, okay, you okay, you say you can't live with uh you say you can't live with people. But you can live with your parents. But you can live with your parents slash you're you eventually want to get married and you have to live with somebody. Versus, and your kids. So I'm just like, at the end of the day, you're always going to have to learn how to share and learn how to, yeah, how, to I, how to cohabitate with other human beings because that's just a part of, to me, even that's just like, okay, if you don't, yeah, if you going to work and doing, you're, everything we do in life, you're going to be around people. So to me, those people, I'm just like, you need help. <laughs> Definitely look into uh, getting a therapist because you have a problem that you can't, you feel the need that you can't be around or you're so But I understand why people say they can't live with people because sometimes like people, if you had a bad experience with, it's true. with it's somebody can't error. pay bills, if someone is, you know, having a roommate, you have to, it's a super, super trust. It if is. it's just you, it then is. you can only fall back on yourself and it's you to blame. But it's hard if someone don't got it and the next person don't. And so it's like, 
that trust is not there, it's hard. But shit, I might I'd rather risk that. Same people be having the same experiences with their parents. Shit, parents be dead beats too, and they barely be paying their bills. Mama lights probably went off before, and they would sit up in the dark yeah, for two exactly, nights. So yeah, for it sure. happens, and. I mean, they like said it's part of to me. It's a part of being an adult. If if you don't like something that much, or I guess that's a that's a problem because they don't they don't feel uncomfortable. Because to me, it would be uncomfortable for me to live. Y'all with parents parents. nice as fuck. Y'all parents yes. making y'all feel fucking comfortable. Y'all best cooking friends. for y'all, uh, helping you do your laundry. My parents are not that nice. I mean, even if they they do want me to live at home, but they would still make it so fucking mm. uncomfortable. And they for want me. it like, for the wrong reason. Yeah, my parents, yeah, they want me to live at home because they think it's a next step to like marriage and yeah. it's a whole Nigerian culture thing, but it's really not because we're in America and you can't mm-hmm. place that ideology here. But my parents would make it so goddamn uncomfortable. First of all, they would give me at least five bills. Yeah. They'd be, where you at? Where you at? Where no, you at? They'd be so yet, scared if I went out. Thank you for coming in and being our third parent because now you're going to help with these kids. Yeah, you're going to pick up They're these kids. You're going to clean the garage. They're going to be so fucking annoying that it's, for my sanity, I cannot live it's at easier. home. It's better that way. Like I said, our relationship is better because you know what? Mm-hmm. I can go home now. <laughs> at the end right, of this, at the end leave. of this, I can go have dinner. We can do our hee hee ta ha ha's. We can laugh mm-hmm. and talk. We can cry and fight. At the end of the day, I'm going home. Y'all have, have a, a nice good day. night. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> so facts, but I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be biased because me and Ty, like we said, we we always yeah, we eighteen. We kind of went with that American uh, thing. Like you know, once you're eighteen, get out the house. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it works for us. Might not work for everyone, especially, mm-hmm. especially if you've been coddled by your parents. It's true. Most likely, that's why you don't give a fuck. It's true. It's because your parents coddled you. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful or anything. Like I said, yeah. this, is, this is an exemption for people who are like doing the whole grad school thing and yeah, yeah. Now, there's there's obviously there's, there's different things to it, yeah, but if you're really just living at home and you're not paying no bills, yeah. You're coddled. Yeah, yes, you're coddled yes. and you're not and you can't take care of yourself. Mm-mm. And that's I don't care how you put it, that's just facts. You don't know how to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. God forbid something were to happen to your parents. Mm-hmm. What you gonna do? Mm-hmm. What you, you wouldn't gonna know do? What you're to not do. set up. And don't tell me you saving money because nigga, you've been saving money for three years and you mm-hmm. still live at home. You yes. ain't saving not a goddamn. And what? And no. Kiki, ha ha, whatever. And what? And what kind of money are you saving? Because to me, saving having a thousand dollars in your account, your saving is not savings. Bitch, you better have ten k, ten racks in the in the bank, twenty racks. Like let's say to me, you should be able to start life debt free. How much is our rent a year? I think it's. Okay, the average Dallas. Well, like, let me say this: Our, the average Dallas rent is fifteen hundred dollars yeah, a month. Like That's 12 average. To 15. So let me let me do the math real quick. So if if we're doing fifteen. And, that, and, and, and that's fifteen hundred. Like I said, we can do it just Times rent twelve months. That's just, just rent. Just rent. That's eighteen thousand dollars a year. So a year. that means. That means each year that you're living you at home, at you should have at least, and not even at least, because maybe it's like, okay, shit, you've been paying more on your mm-hmm. car, now you got a nice mm-hmm. car, now you can go. You should have, at but least, not even because you should we save still... up at least ten thousand dollars a year that you're living at home with your parents. Therefore, when you move out, you should low key. It takes twenty thousand dollars on a down payment on a house, especially in Texas, maybe mm-hmm. even cheaper. Mm-hmm. You should low key be able to move out with a house. Definitely because should. or Definitely with should. at least at least each year you should have at least 10k and that's me putting it nicely yes in your 10k account. 10k to at you, least and if you thousand, don't like if said, you a thousand dollars and that you just you being graduated you're 27 26 27 and you've been out of here on your own and all you got is a thousand dollars two thousand dollars to show oh i've been to thailand and i've been to dominican but you live at home your mom your residence is your mom address like i don't get it Yo, let's like say you can't live with people, but you can live with your parents. Right? Your your emergency contact. Yeah. It's still your mama. <laughs> I get. It. I mean, let's. I, I I don't get it. But. I just don't understand. My biggest thing is, 
this ain't gonna kill my sex life. I'm uh, sorry, but I'm too grown. I'm, I'm too grown. grown. A bitch, yeah, no. a, a bitch, too grown. I don't even. I would love to ask someone, which is most of my friends. How do you? date yeah. even like i said when we come home we are the uh, robe club we both have uh matching robes we every time we get home it's just kind of a decompression it's like i'm not trying to be walking around in my boxers and my mama seeing me in my robe like this is my house if like i say if i want to walk around i mean i do have a roommate but you know if i want to walk around naked at the end of the day i'm paying bills it's my house so it's you. Like, do what you <laughs> do. Yeah. live your life live your life but like you said, it's not not to they say not to sound negative, but it's just like to me, you need to have a game plan if you're gonna be living at home. Yeah. Like you say, you need to be saving. I okay, so they said to me, even and it sounds corny, but even sending your parents down and like, look, I wanna thank you first for even letting me stay here. Secondly, here's my game plan of this is this is my timeline of when mm-hmm. I'm getting out. I'm a very timeline person. So to me, because I'm a I like to achieve I like to set timelines because I can achieve a goal. So to me it's just like Thank, let's say I appreciate you for letting me stay here. They say or kicking it or whatever, how long. But at the end of the day, I plan on being out by this day. I plan on that by this time, by six months in, I plan on doing this, saving this much or having this plan. Yeah, of and have out. your parents hold you accountable for it. Yes, yes. So let's say I think, and your parents appreciate, they want, better yet, your sex life, your parents' sex life. Your parents are still fucking. So why the fuck should they have to be quiet and tiptoe around their house? They can't walk around their house naked because... You living, you sitting up there looking at their ass crazy. So it's it goes both ways to me. When do you think is the age that you can no longer live at home? I think at push comes to shove, thirty is just like thirty is it? Thirty, you gotta go. You gotta go. Thirty, you got to go. You got to go because you're you've been able to be you've been an adult legally for twelve years. Yes, time what have to you go. learned? Yeah, yes, time to go. And how can people? It's hard for me. I can imagine having you know living at home in college and then transitioning to living back at home. Like that must really, really suck. If yeah, you were, yeah. To be able to live from living on your own to now going like to living from a dorm to an apartment to some people lived in a house and then going back to your parents' house or being even confined to a bedroom is like yes, wow. with no with my siblings nothing. next door with all your furniture siblings. from college. That's Tough. Yeah, from high school. It's like what? It's or like, like I said, you have to deliberately date someone that doesn't live at mm-hmm. home, and that's not fair to the person that you're dating because then you end up just putting it, feel like putting that burden on them because you're like, well, <laughs> I'm, where are we going? But you know where we going because uh, we only got one place to go. So well, it's I can't like, even say anything because my boyfriend he lives at home, and trust me, we've had this discussion where I'm like. Where, I mean, he knows what kind of girl he's dating, so he knows that he can't even do that for much longer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he'd even want to. And I, I get it, especially for him, where it's just him and his old-ass parents. And um, they have this big-ass house, and no one's living there. So it's like he lives upstairs. It's mm-hmm. as if he has the whole upstairs to himself. But not saying that that's okay, but I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, at what and for us dating, it doesn't affect our relationship because I'm so busy during the week that I can only see him yeah. on the weekend anyway. But I can imagine maybe if I saw him all the time, would I be more resentful towards it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and because they, they, they live in different cities, so they're kind of... That's another that, thing, that yeah. Because like you said, if it's... If it, and they've lived... They, it's very weekend type thing. So it's like, let's say, if you're coming over all the time on the week, it does put a burden on that person because it's like... They say, at the end of the day, where are we going to go? And he's great you about know. it. I mean, yeah. he's bought me groceries before he's got me toiletries before he was like hey i'm over you know when i'm over here i'm using mm-hmm. your toothpaste i'm using your face wash i'm using your body wash okay let me you know replace what i've sort even though he's only here a day at a time or two days at a time it's like okay well, let me replace mm-hmm. what i use if we go out he's consistently paying for mostly everything so so you to me if you're gonna do that and you're gonna date someone mm-hmm. that 
doesn't live at home, make sure you're holding up your end of the bargain because that's when it becomes an issue. If you're not holding up your end of the bargain, yeah. if you're still trying to split every meal, if you're if you're paying fifty mm-hmm. fifty or you're coming over all the time and you're getting too fucking comfortable with mm-hmm. eating, well, you're to, basically living with their parents and and them. Yeah, you go and you opening the refrigerator other. like it's like it's your food in yeah. there, like too comfortable. Turning on the air because you because you hot. Yeah, like, you, you like, better not turn on the goddamn light. Yeah, like you still. <laughs> so if you date someone, this is my advice: if you date someone that doesn't and you live at home, make sure. And I think. I think men are better at this. It's the women that aren't. Yeah. That they'll live at home and still expect the guy to, uh-huh. knowing they're paying a thousand, fifteen hundred in rent, still yes. expect the guy to pay for every meal, still mm-hmm. court them the same, still, when you have literally far, mm-hmm. thousands of dollars. No, like you said, paying for, paying, for meal, paying for meals and paying for, still listen, treating I, you I, like I, a I agree in chivalry, like, but yeah. I'm not going to be out here paying but for you, she, yeah. your, your meals and we finna have to go back to my place because we can't And I got to pay my bills. And I got to yeah. pay for the air and the food. Cause it's they, like now you're just an extra bill. Yeah, because then you come up in there and you Netflix and chilling and you, oh, do you got some popcorn? Bitch, did you bring the popcorn? Yeah, so I think if you're dating someone that lives at home, especially mostly to my women, if you're dating someone that doesn't live at home, this is more so for the women, for definitely for the men, but I think it comes without saying mm-hmm. for them but mm-hmm. for the women make sure you do your part don't be a bum bitch and not i feel like if your dude lives at home and you don't you should probably at least be maybe create more of the dates mm-hmm. more, I mean, maybe yeah be create more of the dates maybe pay maybe it should be 50 50 in terms of who's paying for what because yeah. i know most men like me and my boyfriend it's like 70 30 but but that's because he lives at home. But if you don't, you should. It should be fifty fifty for yeah. sure. Really sixty forty. Yeah. If you want to be a good girlfriend, but you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's a whole masculinity thing. A man not might not. No, like, like you said, he he has no yeah. big bills to pay. Yeah, so because like I said yeah. not that not to say that people who live at home don't have bills. I don't want to make it sound like they're like y'all are just bumming off your parents. But the biggest. But bill it's is just rent. like but the biggest bill. No, not even yeah. not even the biggest bill because rent isn't even the biggest bill. It also goes along with I still have my lights to pay. I have in that the same apartment. bill that you, as probably, you plus rent. Yeah, I'm probably paying for. Let's say I, I'm definitely paying for my electricity. Water is a very small bill, but I'm still paying for my water bill to even. They, they, and these are things. These are things groceries. that I even need to no, have. For, actually, don't no, fuck that. I do have more bills my, than you because yeah, I'm paying for groceries. Yes. I'm paying for lights. I'm paying for electricity. Yes. I'm paying for cable. I'm paying for Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm paying for paying damages. For t- yeah, rent, I'm paying for furniture. Park, yeah. I'm paying for a parking spot. To have a pet. How my pet got more rent? I'm paying for furniture. I'm paying to rent furniture. I'm paying if something were to ever break, I'm replacing yeah, it. I pay for I pay for renter's insurance. I pay for yeah. literally my house to be insured. Literally. So it is Ain't more nothing, it's not even moving. My car, I understand my insurance. My house is not moving, y'all pay insurance on it. Yeah. My apartment, I my house. I don't even own it. So it's just like I yeah, I so, definitely have ten times more bills. Yeah, than you. so ladies, fellas, if you think somebody don't live at home that don't live at home, please at the very least Buy us groceries. Yeah. <laughs> Buy me groceries. Buy me some clean, some soap. Buy me toiletries. Yes, yes. Buy me, not every day has to be date, date, meal, meal. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Help me in the little ways. You know? Like, I think the sweetest thing he did was like, like the first one of the first things he did was like, buy me toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Something so little, but I was like, <gasps> yeah, oh, you I forget. Just said, I just said $5. Mm-hmm. You know how good that felt? Or when he was like, oh, I'll just, get all these groceries mm-hmm. i just said 50 bucks yeah, like, especially like, listen, when they're when they're especially if somebody you like and they're, they're over there using all the time because you like say you forget of just even how many times you use toothpaste a day or versus now i'm using it or, twice as much yeah oh, shit twice, i'm burning yes. yeah i'm burning through I'm this like through, yeah like, like nobody's business yeah yeah so i think you can still assert your your masculinity or femininity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, because you, you don't necessarily have to fill her a bum because, oh, I live at home and my significant other does it. I'm mm-hmm. a bum. No, it's not that. You're only a bum if you're not contributing shit. Mm-hmm. If you think I still got to court you to the full extent, that's when it becomes a fucking problem because yes. I get living at home. I totally get it. Rent and everything is... Mm-hmm. I mean, like he said, you, we graduate with so much loans, more than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I think the average amount is 50000 It's ridiculous. So by all means, live at home for a few years, yeah. a year yeah. or two. Yeah, get your bearing. Get, get, figure out, figure yeah. out life. It Make is, it work. Yeah. But do not get comfortable and do not overstand your state mm-hmm. because true. at the end of the it's day, true. it's fucking uncomfortable when you're 30 when you're 28 29 30 mm-hmm. saying you still live at home and you have absolutely nothing to show for mm-hmm. it but maybe a nice a brand new car because that seems to be the biggest the first thing that people do home. Is, yeah. the first thing people do is get a brand new car mm-hmm. and it's like okay i mean when bra- that realistically now that i'm older i probably shouldn't be the first no, thing you do is to get a new not. car definitely now that i've like not. learned things about budgeting and all this stuff it's like that should probably mm-hmm. be one of the last things you do because you're gonna by the time you move out you're probably gonna want mm-hmm. a new or car. no if you want a new car save up for it because the money that you're not you should be able to buy a new car and pay it cash, off cash yeah damn near with the time that yeah. you that's it yeah. are you by the time you move out by your time you car move, should be paid not even off. by the time you move out in a year because like we just did the math eighteen thousand dollars that is a nice grip on not multiple most cars car that you want to get yeah. and even you walk into somewhere and say you're gonna put eighteen thousand dollars down even ten thousand dollars down yeah, in a car, so, you can damn near drive that bitch off the lot they're yeah, gonna let so you have it my so. boyfriend's uh best friend he recently he had to move back home he had he lived at home for about a year mm-hmm. he straight up that year because he has a, a pretty good paying job straight bought i think it was a bmw bought and paid for it in full mm-hmm. and recently just moved to his new apartment so now he ain't got no car no yeah so that's so that's really how that saying, shit is done that's it's, how you set yourself it, up that's how you set yourself up because mm-hmm. trust me if i if my parents were cool i would definitely would have loved to live at home for a year for or two, two yeah. saved up and got all this stuff but yeah. that was just my parents are just fucking kooks but for those who aren't there's no reason why mm-hmm. your car is not paid off there's no reason why you ain't got such and such amount in your savings and if you don't you might have to take a because you, you definitely don't like what we're saying. You're definitely mm-hmm. opposed to yeah, it. But you might have to take a, a hard look at your expenses and look at yourself and think, am I spending too much? Am mm-hmm. I living for the clout? Am I doing enough? But Or am I even helping my parents out? Because mm-hmm. that would be so that, beautiful. That, yeah, that's the that's real all we reason you're do supposed to be there. Get, yeah, that's all, ultimately we want to make enough money to where we can help our parents. It's true. Cause to me, and not even... You should want to help your parents because to me, if, when you're a... Uh, back in college, we had one of uh, my friends. He came and stayed with us. He went through a hard time. He came and stayed with us for about six, seven months, eight months, something like that. But and I under like I said, but to me, it's just like he before he even like act or even came brought the courage to act something like that. He already knew that he was gonna jump in on the bills, which is just mm-hmm. like if I expect that from a friend. To me, I would expect. Let's say, I think people get the thing of just like, "Oh, I'm your child, so I shouldn't have to do anything." You're no longer. You're no longer that. You're still their child, but you are not a child. Mm -hmm. So there comes a point where, let's say, you can be there. Listen, my parent, me and my parents' relationship is a lot better now that they know that I'm an adult and I don't have to. That that worry of not having to. Oh, let's. Let's hope he can pay his rent. Let's hope he doesn't need need us. That that kind of fear of like. It kind of let go after let's say after eighteen. It's kind of just like well, the decisions that he makes can only affect his life and not mm-hmm. our life anymore. Like I said to me, now that you're an adult, coming home drunk or coming home high or coming home with somebody, it's, it, embarrassing. it's, it, it's embarrassing and it's just it's un it's unnecessary because why are you you say you're too you're you're not a child these are things that kids do they sneak their friends in and they sneak alcohol in you shouldn't still be walking around your house sneaking. Most because they ain't gotta sneak that shit in. Their parents be completely cool with that. Mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah, 
But I mean, a lot of them do though. But like I said, if this, if you're offended by this, you have to take a harsh look at yourself and be like, Am, are my parents coddling me? Mm-hmm. Am I a failure? Do I need much? to make a game plan? You do. Yeah. Do <laughs> I need a budget more? Do I need to take a harsh look at myself? Am I an adult? Mm-hmm. Am I setting myself up? I mean, it's hard, but it is. If you're but... living at home, at the very least, understand that that is a privilege. Mm-hmm. That is a privilege, and it should not be taken lightly. That's true. And I think that is going to wrap up our hot box topic for this week. So we'll be right back. Like the last track you just heard? Check out Rapper Taylor's debut self entitled album, Taylor, streaming on Apple Music. Okay, so we'll kind of we'll jump back in to Spliff Notes. Um, our next segment is uh, the Mile High Club, which every week we'll kind of just um, give, kind of, I guess, reward somebody who's done something good in the black community or somebody black, or give somebody that's done something exceptional in the black community. Um, and for this week, we have just one. Um, I will give it to Tina Turner because she is finally getting a uh, Broadway show oh, uh, based off her Tina. life. Yeah, which I think is really cool. You know, they did the movie... Um, Back in the day, which was great movie, which is crazy that uh, Angela Bassett, Miss Angela Bassett, did not get an award for that. Uh, Wait, what movie is this? You uh, haven't seen most. Thin Line, is it Thin Line Between Love and Hate? Is it the one where she gets not Thin Line Between Love and Hate? Um, what is it? Is it the one with Ike Turner? Yeah. But it was like let's say it was a great movie. Great. I mean, I mean, so great that Jay Z references. Yeah, it was uh, Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne. They were both in that movie. Um, that the type of Angela Bassett and Tina Turner and shit pop up. Um, great, great, great biopic. Um, probably one of the best. Like I said, watching it as a child, it just and it was kind of hard to watch. Um, just because you'd be like, ooh, Ike, ooh, don't hit her, don't hit her. But they, let's say, it's, it's, it's going back to let's say the whole black thing, how black people are just not rewarded for their um, work. That was a great movie. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Um, what's love got to do with it yes yes i don't know why i couldn't think of that yes great great movie um oh wow the guy from blackish yeah uh lawrence fishburne yeah yeah. Uh and jennifer lewis they've been working together yeah um so i said just being able to kind of show her uh, what candy alexander she's the girl that plays um Olivia Pope's mom in Oh yeah in Scandal. Uh-huh. She's yeah. Been acting. Yeah, let's just so it's 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 good to see that um you know black people are being rewarded for their uh thing. I think Tina Turner has lived a crazy, crazy life. Like as you can if you like I so you have to go back and watch the movie because it's crazy just to see like wow she, she really came went a lot. She, wow. Yeah. Um so I think let's say that's what I'm gonna give my Mile High Club membership to this yes, week. Miss Tina. Miss Tina Turner. You know what's crazy when I think about Tina Turner, I just think about Beyonce's performance with her and how it was really good. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and her shaking her. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes. yes ooh, you cool. know the war show's about to be lit next year mm-hmm. because if she's getting this, she's about to be performing mm-hmm. all stages. No, yeah, and it's about, let's say it's gonna be a Broadway and you know um all everybody gonna be trying to audition for the uh you know, to be to be on Broadway to do a Tina Turner. Oh like, yeah, I wonder pick. who they're gonna give it to. Um, probably someone that we don't even know about, like that. Or one of these other somebody that we probably don't, or somebody that was slept on. One of these R and B. How did Ike Turner know, like, die? Is he alive or dead? Uh, he died from either old age or he was sick. Uh, but well, he yeah, died he in two thousand and seven. Yeah, he been dead a long time. No, oh. you were last nigga. Um, 
Yo, the niggas, the niggas at this time, like the Bill Cosby, these niggas were not. Yeah, that shit, nigga was the right? original Chris Brown. We think Chris Brown. You think Chris Brown and Rihanna's fight was bad? That Ike Turner was the original. Oof, he was really, really putting hands on her. But she still overcame me. Like I said, she got married. I think she went and moved to a different country. Married, like, oh, he died. He got sick. Mm, yeah, he oh, no. Sick. Died from a cocaine overdose. He was old oh, wow. as hell. Oh, wow. Still snorting cocaine at 76. The never stops. The turn up He was never snorting stops. cocaine at 76. Hands God damn. First of all, drugs don't kill you, it seemed like. I mean, it kill you, but it don't. Yeah. Like, damn, you're like 76 <laughs> and you overdosed yeah. God damn, it kill you sooner? Mm-mm-mm. God damn. No, drugs definitely kill you. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. But Yes, yes, they do. They do. But, Ooh, um, but yes, I mean, I guess if you take it in the right doses, you can leave till you're 76. God it's damn. true. It's true. All Cocaine right. is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it really is. He's not. And speaking of drugs, our next <laughs> segment, our final segment for the show is our spliff notes, which our spliff notes is um, you can email us at askspliffnotes at gmail.com. Um, and we kind of just give you advice or our high advice. Uh, we roll up a nice tight one for this part of the show. And we kind of just, like I said, read out... Um, uh, something from our listeners, um, kind of giving them advice on their life, our spliff notes, high notes on um, what we should do. So our first one comes from, uh, what name do you want to give her? We don't need to give them a name. Um, well, we could, let's call her... Tiffany. Tiffany. Okay. So, Tiffany. Um, my freshman year... Oh, before we got to light up to our... Uh, Honestly, this is the part I'd be waiting for, child. The best part of the show. This I've been waiting for it. The most of the show. Okay. Which I'm trying. I need. We need to transition to. I guess actual. This is a blunt here, but we need to get transition to paper since it's split notes. But I had a dealer. Um, or my friend had a dealer that said, he's like, you need to stop buying from me, cause. Smoking gives you colon cancer. And she was like, well, are you going to stop selling? And he was like, no. Like, what? What kind of fucked up ass drug dealer is that? First of all, you're stopping your own bag. Second, what? No, you make no sense. Nigga, what? You are not my doctor. And colon cancer? Like, Okay. Okay. So, uh, my freshman year of college, I met a guy who lived in the dorm. I called him Joe. Uh, He was super nice, and needless to say, we ended up hooking up. In my mind, he was the best-looking guy I'd ever been with. We continued to hit up occasionally until the school year ended, and we also saw each other a few times during the summer. By this time, I had developed feelings for him. When sophomore year started, we were no longer living in the same dorm. A couple of weeks into school, my friends started seeing Joe around with a new girl. At the... uh, at first, it didn't seem uh, like anything was serious, but as the year went on, I could tell they were more than just friends. However, Joe and I still continued to hook up here and there. Uh, this pattern continued throughout college, even when Joe and his girlfriend became official. I know I was wrong for doing it, but I found it unfair that he had received uh, none of the blame when um, he was in one of the relationships. Fast forward to present day. Joe is still with the same girl, and it seemed, it's been about uh, four to five years now of them dating. Damn, they've been dating a long time. 
Uh, we continued hanging out and hooking up after we graduated, um, and my feelings for him had subsided, and I saw, uh, I saw, well, I saw it for what it was, uh, friends with benefits. So this past December, uh, we had sort of a falling out and didn't speak for several months. Uh, we started chatting again here and there, but it took until August to be able to actually see him. When we saw each other for the first time in eight months, I asked him all the questions I wanted to ask him but uh, have been too nervous to actually say. He basically confessed that he was uh, unhappy with his life right now, mainly his relationship, and he can't uh, see himself marrying or having children with this girl, even after dating for four plus years. He said that hanging out with me seemed like an escape and that he was it was way more fun than being with his girlfriend. He said hanging out uh, with her was more of a chore, while hanging out with me was more of a treat. After our conversation and... Uh, or after our conversation, I'm feeling very confused and lost. I went. Uh, I want so badly to believe everything that he says about being happy, but if he was really unhappy, wouldn't he have ended things by now with her? I'm at loss of words what to do with this situation. Guidance, please help, Tiffany. Love yourself, Tiffany. He says you're a treat and you're an escape. Four or five years, he's just, he's definitely using you as a as a way to he said you're treating an escape nothing more you're the itch. it's a chore to be you're the itch he wants to scratch definitely that's and all it is what you're like I say you're you, to me like I say you're just i don't you, you don't let him come back like I say after you kept first of all you don't respect the girlfriend because you clearly don't respect their relationship so anything negative that he says you of course you're gonna go along with it because y'all been hooking up for years y'all just ain't talked and had a falling out for these past eight months y'all been not uh, do you say he been already moved on? So you wouldn't even let their relationship be happy because you always been around, bitch. You just ain't been around the past eight months <laughs> from December. So that means last year you were sucking him in and it was all good, that uh, everything was good with his girlfriend. Now it's just become a chore, and maybe because he didn't have his escape for the eight months, yes. So, so now he's been pissed off, or maybe he got somebody else and you just a part of the team, uh, Tiffany. And why would he date you right after he's been in a four-year relationship? Yeah, do y'all think... Are you, if he didn't date you, you before, he, he, he definitely doesn't make you see happy. himself with you at all. So, this was... She's stupid. I'm, over, I'm not even answering this. Definitely not. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our first episode of Spliff Notes. Did you have any closing remarks? No, definitely. Moms? Thanks for checking us out. Um, we really appreciate it. Please take it lightly this is just a conversation mm-hmm. it's an open conversation we're being open with their conversation which is hard to do especially in the so in the in a state of social scrutiny when it comes to having a, an opinion yeah. having a perspective that's different from your own just see that it's a different opinion it's a different perspective mm-hmm. based on our experiences the way we were raised where we're from definitely especially like our friends if you do live at home don't take it yeah. personal that we're saying you're called by your parents and yes, you're a bum. Yes, yes, No, because we're we going to, throughout the uh, series of our podcast, we're definitely going to hit on some um, very, very controversial and um, very, just issues that are very, very close to the heart and very close to uh, people's um, kind of, let's just, things that people have really been raised on. I feel like I'm so high. I'm just talking in circles. But, um, 
there's a, we're gonna, a grain of salt. Yeah, we're, let's say it's just it's open opinion. It's a conversation. And it's join gonna, us on the opinion. Let us know what you think. Yes, Text yes. Us, I think we're going to yes, be on social uh, Yeah, definitely hit us on well social media. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm off um, social media at, right she, now. Yeah, she's doing a cleanse. Because I'm doing a cleanse, and that sounds so bougie and so first world now that I'm, that I'm saying it I'm, I'm doing a social media cleanse. I'm just overwhelmed by images. It's true. I'm just tired of being influenced. But y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. That yes. should be too much sometimes. But anyway, much. hit us up anyway. I'll see you in the morning. Yes, book. add us uh, on our Twitter at Spliff Notes. Um, Individually at Black Blonde. Yes, and at Evan Taylor. E-V-A-N-T-A-I-L-O-R. Not Taylor like the girl. And if you don't know how to spell Black Blonde, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. This yes, is not you, for you. you. You just can't follow her, I guess. But yeah, join in on the conversations. Write us um, questions that you'd like to get answered. Yes, yes. Uh, Check us out. And just also realize... This is a work in progress. Um, this is our first time doing anything like this. Mm-hmm. Especially me. I don't really like putting myself out there. But um, definitely just kind of go on this journey with us. Bear with us. And we'll get better with time for sure. Yes, definitely. Definitely. All right, y'all. Thanks we'll for talk us out. to you next week.